What is up? Welcome back to another episode of Immortal X Friends. My name is Riley. My name is Ethan. And we are here today in a different format and a different place to kind of have a conversation about some of the things that we've been consuming lately. Uh, one of our usual X Friends is not available right now to hang out with us, but uh, he has given us his blessing to record an episode and kind of keep the train rolling. Uh, while he is busy with other really awesome things that we're excited to share with you pretty soon. Uh, so today we thought that we would sit down for a moment and talk about some of the media that we've been consuming lately. Uh, it's been a really good month of um, of just taking in new stories, whether they be uh, comic books or graphic novels or new television series or movies or what have you. Um, we're always trying to fill... Uh, fill our free time with new and exciting stories and things. So we thought we would take some time uh, and kind of just share with each other and share with you what things we've been enjoying lately. Um, so in that uh, in that vein, we'll go ahead and get started right away. And so I'll just uh, I'll present you the first question, uh, Ethan. You've had uh, you've had some free time to fill um, <laughs> as you, uh, as you navigate work and school and all of the other things that you've got going on in your life right now. Um, what have been some of the things that you've been watching lately, uh, whether they be television series or movies or what have you, uh, what things have been exciting for you lately? What has been kind of sticking out? For sure. So I am, I would classify myself definitely as a binger. Uh, and I kind of try and keep it in two different categories of show when I get into something. Uh, there is the light, mindless type of television I can watch at any time of the day, and then there's the kind of show where I need to sit down and really pay attention. Uh, so uh, that lighthearted stuff for me right now, I just started watching Seinfeld for the first time, uh, which has been super fun. I think that show in general, from what I've heard, has just done so much for the sitcom world, uh, and I'm really seeing a lot of the evidence for that. Uh, in like a more serious respect, though, a uh, show that I have paid a lot more attention to has been Westworld. Uh, we have talked about that, Riley, extensively, mm -hmm. and I have enjoyed so much about it. Uh, season one, for me, was just, it was such a cool experience because it really mixed that Western motif with that sci-fi mystery, make-you-think kind, of, uh, kind of thriller. So I really, really enjoyed a lot of the aspects of that. I'm just now starting season two, and I think for me, the biggest thing uh, for for this show, I'm trying to avoid the opinions of others right now yeah. with Westworld, because I feel like a lot of people have already told me that the quality declines as you keep on going. Sure. So I'm trying to avoid developing any mindsets from other people's opinions and just kind of get my own thoughts. But so far, it's great. Um, I awesome. think, yeah, just a super well done super well done series well it seems like you've got you know a really good opinion going on about these things like you don't want to you want to be a blank slate as you watch versus kind of having a preconceived notion about things um yeah i know that among westworld fans there is like a lot of really strong feelings about certain episodes certain seasons um but westworld is such a um, I mean, I, I really love Westworld as just the show that it is, but it's also just like a really different, uh, experience to watch and kind of, um, a show where you really get to like predict what's going to happen next. And you find that some of your predictions are really spot on and some are just completely outside the realm of anything that's going on. Um, that's a really fun show. And I think it's cool that, um, 
not only I, I'm so glad that you're enjoying Westworld so far, but I'm also like, I, I think it's cool that you're watching two shows right now that are just so vastly different <laughs> from each other. Um, in a way that like Seinfeld, I'm sure is a huge palate cleanser to some of the really heavy, uh, like think tank episodes that you get, uh, from a, a 50 minute Westworld episode. So that's really fun that you're, uh, you've got, uh, such a huge spectrum of show, um, going on right now. That's cool. Um, yeah. So in terms of, um, in terms of TV series, um, I haven't really been watching anything new in the last several weeks. Um, as, uh, as my wife and I kind of do, um, do things around the house and, um, take care of the baby, feeding the baby and stuff like that. Uh, we have been, um, we've been pulling out, um, a political show back from the early 2000s um, called The West Wing. Uh, the West Wing being a show about the uh, the White House staffers uh, as they kind of go about um, working through um, all sorts of different uh, political things um, with the president and all of that kind of stuff. Uh, it's a really well-written show. Um, same dude that wrote A Few Good Men and a bunch of other really awesome things. Uh, the Newsroom being a big one on HBO. Um, so The West Wing has kind of been really the only thing that I've been watching consistently lately. Um, and it's just such a well-written show. Um, I have been enjoying the show for years and I'm just kind of having the opportunity to uh, introduce my wife to it, who's really gotten taken uh, with the first few seasons that we've watched so far. Um, so that, that is the, that's been the big one in terms of television lately. Um, movies, uh, the thing that's notable, I think, uh, for the sake of today is that, um, you and I got together, uh, probably about a month past now and, um, and sat down to watch the, the first Alien and Aliens films. That's right. Um, and this was a really fun experience for us because you had not seen either of these movies before. So, uh, can you talk first a little bit about like, what was your knowledge of these movies before you sat down to watch either of them? So to be like, just to be a hundred percent honest, my knowledge was like incredibly limited about this series as a whole. Um, I knew bits and pieces. Uh, I knew that like there are some infamous scenes, some infamous quotes that people talk about all the time, but I just didn't really understand much about what it was really kind of geared towards. Um, you know, first of all, I want to say like, I, I appreciate your perspective on that because it must have been cool to be able to like introduce me as somebody who had never seen it before, who had no prior experience. You get to watch somebody have like a completely fresh take on it. Uh, and just, yeah, prior knowledge, I didn't have much, but my initial reaction was just like, uh, it was super, it was just super cool. It was super cool to see something made, you know, me being younger, like a long time ago, hold up that much to this day. Um, yeah. yeah, no, it was just a super cool experience. That's awesome. Yeah. It's, it's super fun, uh, you know, in any instance to introduce somebody to something that you love. Um, I grew up watching these movies um, I probably saw the first alien film with my dad when I was about 13, uh, like just around the age where you're, you're kind of old enough to, to watch R rated movies and be introduced to those kinds of things. Um, so I spent a lot of my childhood being really interested in the series. Um, 
and uh, it's it's interesting. We should say uh, to backtrack a little bit, like why these two particular movies uh, came about is that um, in the hype for uh, for the Avatar movie uh, that is finally after about twenty seven years <laughs> uh, coming out this December, uh, there was a discussion recently between the three of us, uh, Cody, Ethan, and I, that. Um, oh, you know, Avatar is such a huge movie, you know, where were you or how old were you when you saw Avatar for the first time? Um, and, uh, and so not only did Ethan convey to us that he had never seen Avatar, but when we began describing like what the movie is, like who is in it, those kinds of things, uh, it got brought up that, oh, you know, one of the main characters in the film is played by Sigourney Weaver. And, um, and our, our sweet friend, Ethan, uh, being being the young man that he is, said, "Who who's that?" And you know, Cody and I, you know, felt our hearts break into a thousand pieces. We had to take a few minutes to recover. Um, but once we had gotten past the initial shock, uh, we decided that it was it was high time that Ethan be introduced to uh, to some of the films that are uh, that made Sigourney Weaver a a household name. So that's kind of where the desire to watch Alien and Aliens came from. Um, so uh, we won't take too much longer talking about these two films specifically, but I'm, I am curious. Um, so you did enjoy them, and I'm wondering, uh, what was your experience like watching these two films? What things did you enjoy or respect about them? Um, overall, as, uh, as a person who has just recently watched them, uh, if you were telling somebody new about these movies, what what is something that stood out to you about them? Hmm. Well, I don't know. It's tough. I, I think for me, the biggest thing I took away from both of those films was that it felt like an opportunity uh, for a lot of liberty and like the director's vision for something. Like very similar to A New Hope, it just felt like uh, the intention behind the story was never tampered with by any of the companies or any of the like business side of things it uh yeah i don't know it was just it was a lot of fun and like i said before it was super cool to see something like forgive me but it was cool to see something super old hold up today yeah um you know i was born in 2002 which is like well after the release of this film and so for someone like me who is definitely on the young side to enjoy something uh, in the same capacity as you enjoyed it when you were a kid, uh, I think that that just proves how well something is made. Be as far as like the differences between the two films, we we had a conversation about this a while ago, pitting Alien and Aliens against each other and saying, well, which one is the better of the two? And the conclusion that we kind of you know boiled down to was that that's that's an impossible question because they're both so different. Yeah. And they're both enjoyable for very different reasons. The first one was an introduction to a world uh, that was just completely unfamiliar to us. And we got to see so much mystery be kind of unraveled and so much heart and so much, uh, you know, creativity in the special effects area that it was just, it was cool. The second one took that story and opened it up miles wider than it did in the first installment. But both of those movies, in my opinion, are equally as good. They just accomplish different things. Now, as far as the rest of the series, I have to be honest, I have not seen the other Alien movies. I have not seen any of the Predator films or Prometheus or anything like that. Uh, so I'm super curious to see where it goes after this. Yeah. But these first two initial ones 
really stood out to me just in that regard. Yeah, and what I thought was really fun, and we, we touched on this a lot when we were watching them together, was that um, the two movies hold up really, really well. Um, if You know, you can point to... Um, you know, uh, practical effects or, uh, you know, some of the way that the, the films were made, uh, whatever you might, you know, point to, both of the films hold up very well. I mean, besides some of the things that just couldn't be known at the time, you know, as you, uh, I, I think the first film was 1979, uh, shortly after the release of, you know, the first Star Wars film in 77, you know, um, some of the computers are really dated, you know, some of the technology on the ship are, are very dated, of, you know, that's just what they had at the time, you know, and for 1979, that was, you know, very advanced. Uh, and for today, you know, today's purposes, we kind of laugh at that a little bit, but overall, by and large, the movies were really innovative for the time that they were made and they still hold up really well um, in the same kind of way that I think you can have a conversation about the first Jurassic Park film, you know, that you watch it uh, 30 years later, whatever it is, and it, it still, still holds up exceedingly well. Um, and I think that these two films really hold their own um, in a lot of ways. Um, so yeah, I, I was really glad that we were able to experience these together. They're very, very fun films. Um, and, uh, it'll be fun to, uh, to kind of continue in this thread as we, uh, I'm sure we'll watch Avatar at some point soon as mm. we gear up for the second film. Um, but, uh, moving beyond some of the things that we've been watching recently, um, we have also been, um, we have had a huge focus lately on the, the kind of stories that we've been reading, uh, so I thought it would probably be a really good thing for us to highlight some of the things that we've been um, we've been experiencing in terms of written media as well. So um, what have you been spending your time reading lately uh, and uh, what have you been enjoying in the last few weeks? Sure. So to be honest, the main thing for me has been Jonathan Hickman's uh, first uh, first compendium of Fantastic Four. And honestly, I I've enjoyed I've enjoyed it so thoroughly. Um, you guys really hyped it up at the beginning and really gave me a lot of high expectations. And so far, it has met those and exceeded them. Um, the storytelling, the artistry, and just the overall feel of it, I feel like it is it is not a simple story and it is hard to follow in some areas, but the amount of diversity and like the multiverse antics and the difficulty that these characters go through, I just feel like there's a lot there content-wise, especially regarding this whole Council of Reeds uh, situation going on. And yeah. I was talking with you earlier about this, Riley. Seeing a human character, a human superhero, uh, transcend his own mortality and kind of become not a god, but like a, a cosmic being of force or power, like Reed Richards does, yeah. is always an interesting thing to see. Yeah, definitely. Um, seeing him kind of expand beyond just the, the father or one of the team members of the Fantastic Four. Exactly. Um, yeah, such a such a great story. Um, I, uh, I read, uh, I reread the Fantastic Four series uh, in its entirety uh, probably about a month ago. Um, and it is just so, so exceedingly well done. And it just has so much heart to it. Um, I love the, uh, the feeling that you get, uh, the very united aspect of the way that the family was written. Um, 
you know, in the midst of all of these lofty storylines, you have birthday parties and you have uh, lessons being passed from father to son and mother to daughter and those kinds of things um, in the midst of these massive lofty ideas. Um, yeah, Fantastic Four, it, it's so special. Um, and I, I know that I speak for Cody as well. We're like, we, we're just so excited for you uh, to see where this goes. Um, I can't emphasize enough just how much this pays off. Um, yeah. As I, you get further into the story, it's, it's just so fun. So well done. I'm super like, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to it. And just like one more thing I, I want to add on that. Uh, I feel like we also get to see some characters who, um, you know, are seen as heroes and as are seen as these, these figures, these gods, uh, go through normal life stuff, things that we can relate to. We get to see, uh, we get to see Johnny experience things like existential crises and depression and regret and, you know, especially like that first sequence with him and the thing sitting on the couch as things are being like rebuilt after mm -hmm. the events previous, uh, you, you just kind of get to relate to these characters on a level that sometimes you don't. Yeah. When things are so grand and cosmic and, and large. Yeah. So I think the fact that Hickman was able to achieve a relatable story on such a cosmic level. Yeah. Is what is, that's probably what I appreciate most about this run. Yeah. Well, also having some of that feeling of like familial intimacy. Exactly. And stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Um, yeah. I... Cody and I are such Hickman fans. Um, we really love all of his work, but just the the fact that he's able to balance some of those those different things uh, on such different scales is so great. Um, as for me, uh, I have been doing my best to read as much as possible. Um, I've kind of spent a lot less time lately engaging with movies and uh, and video games. And just trying to spend some time absorbing some uh, some written material. That way, I kind of have some quiet time. Um, so, I've I've kind of been diving through two different series right now. The first is um, I just read the um, the first hardcover, fifteen issues of Something Is Killing the Children uh, by Ta James Tinian the Fourth, I believe, or Tinian maybe is how you pronounce his name. Um, and uh man i really enjoyed it it was it was fun um it, very different from some of the stuff that i've experienced lately um it is not quite as gigantic in scope as a lot of the things that i've kind of been absorbing you know it, it was a it was a massive palate cleanser after mm. reading something like hickman's fantastic four um it is a, a very easy read, but that doesn't, uh, that's not to say that it diminishes the, the artistry that it is. It's just very different, you know, in the difference that you might find between um, watching an episode of Westworld or something really heavy um, and, you know, uh, an episode of Seinfeld or something like that, you know, just uh, one of those big palate cleanser type things. Um, so, uh, yeah, something is killing the children. I know that it is... Um, it's a huge comic series right now in modern comics. Um, you know, the story of, of children in a small town being, uh, you know, being disappeared by something that is out in the forest and trying to figure out what it is. Um, a story of secret societies and people trying to figure out what's happening in their little town. Um, yeah, it was, uh, you know, a premise that you might think is is kind of, um, is, is done already. You know, it, it doesn't necessarily feel like something that is 
uh, maybe treading brand new ground, especially in the day of, of Stranger Things in which you have children in a small town and one of them goes missing and, and those kind of things. But um, I found that Something is Killing the Children, it, it really had cool spins on things. Um, the The art is beautiful and very different from stuff that I had experienced before. Um, so I really enjoyed it. Uh, there are, I know, uh, 10 more issues out there right now that I've not yet had a chance to read, uh, as well as a spin-off series that I haven't read either. Um, but so far, this has been a really cool read, um, and, uh, and one that I'm excited for you to experience too. Um, the other thing that I've been, I, it has been taking me a while just because of the, the content, but, um, I have been slowly wading my way through the Sandman by Neil Gaiman. Hmm. Um, my wife and I really enjoyed the Netflix series, uh, and I know how acclaimed the comic is. Uh, so I have had Cody's trades chilling in my room for the last three months, something like that. And I finally have been slowly wading through and they're just as good as everyone says they are. Uh, but they are really heavy. Um, it is, it's a little bit tougher to digest those comics um, so it, it's a little bit more slow going, but I have really been enjoying it, um, just as well done. And, uh, and I mean, it, you talk about comics that have lots of heart and lots of lessons and stories to absorb and, and things to make you think. And, you know, the Sandman really is truly one of those that, that does that for you. So that's been a really good a really good read as well and I'm excited to dive into um into more of the story because at this point I am now uh I have now read through the stuff that was done in the Netflix series. Hmm. So at this point I'm now getting into stuff that I have not experienced before at all. So this will it'll be a really cool thing to keep reading. Um, For sure. Uh and I just think, you know, kind of like to wrap up our our section on this on comics itself one of the things we talked about earlier was that when comics started, uh, you know, just like historically speaking, they were not intended to be stories of meaning or heart or depth necessarily. Yeah. Um, this, this trend of comics as a medium being used to inspire and to challenge people's thoughts and, and, and invoke feeling and emotion is relatively new. And I think it's, it's super cool to, you know, because I'm fairly new to this experience with comics, it's cool to see that kind of be utilized um, and to be able to pick up on some deeper issues and subjects uh, through comics just as like a form of media. I think it's 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 really interesting to see. Yeah, definitely. Like the power of comics as a medium in, in approaching, you know, real world issues and, and things that are, you know, it, it, reading a comic that was written and published in... 1993 and finding that there are still ripples of things in our age 2022 in which you know you can still take lessons um yeah i think it's i think it's beautiful and i didn't uh, i also didn't really appreciate or respect the fact that comics have this ability um to to kind of challenge perceptions and those kinds of things like you said so hmm. um yeah i i have really been loving and appreciating this medium uh specifically um now i know that we are uh you know we're approaching 
probably about a 30 minute mark here, so we shouldn't take too much more uh, time today, but um, I thought because you and I are a little bit more of, uh, of gamers <laughs> that we could also finish up today's conversation with uh, what kind of things have you been playing lately? What have you been uh, itching to play or replay? Uh, what have you been enjoying? For sure. So uh, the series that I'm most into right now uh, is Assassin's Creed, and I am just now starting their latest installment, which is Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Um, and I gotta be honest, I, I have a lot to say, uh, not just on this game, but on this series as a whole. Um, this is a perfect example of what I was talking about earlier, which is ignoring the perception of others and allowing yourself to truly take a media or take a story for what it is, like, just on your own terms. Um, people have a lot to say about this series, and unfortunately, Assassin's Creed is one of those things where you know, back in 07, when the first one released, it had such a high standard, and it was so widely praised that almost every installment since then just hasn't really been viewed as living up to the original. Uh, and I kind of just think that's, you know, that's really unfortunate, because this is a series that I've loved for a while, and in my opinion, these newer games are certainly flawed and, and have their aspects that I don't enjoy, but for the most part, uh, hold true to the original intention behind these games, which is to create a story that allows you to kind of dive into history. Um, I'm a history major in college right now, and so these games, for me, uh, are just super cool because they go through so many different eras and periods that I find interest in. Um, on this game specifically, on, on Valhalla, I just now started it, and already I am I am very much enjoying it. I feel like the open world element is a huge factor for uh, for me in most games. I really appreciate a large map with a lot of things to do, um, and that has more than delivered. the The one thing I will say, though, just as kind of you know, has something to think about when you start playing this game is that if you are expecting it to be uh, be the same as what you found in the original games or in that like kind of original trilogy of games it won't be it it is its own thing in fact these new set of games are their own thing uh and once you can kind of learn to accept that and appreciate them for what they are and how they contribute to the story your enjoyment of it will will soar far past what you think it can yeah um yeah, but no, that's what I've been playing. That's awesome. Yeah, I am not a person who, uh, you know, in my gaming repertoire, I am definitely uh, Assassin's Creed as a whole, as a franchise, is a blank spot for me. I have never played any of these games. So, uh, yeah, you'll definitely have to, um, you know, show me what this franchise is all about at some point because I would be very curious to see um, where some of these stories take me. Um, I think the, the big game for me lately, uh, it, it has been a little while since I finished it, but the thing that I replayed most recently was the, um, the finale of the Batman Arkham series. Mm. I just finished a, uh, a replay of Arkham Knight, uh, probably about a month ago or so. Um, I really enjoy these games a lot. Um, the uh, the world building of first Arkham Asylum and then City, and finally you get to uh, to experience the the full uh, Gotham City in the the final installment in the franchise. Um, I I really enjoy the game a lot. I think that it's got some really great turns. Um, I love the voice acting in this series. It's kind of the big draw for me. 
um, so many amazing actors. Um, the the standout for me being John Noble as the Scarecrow in the final game. Um, he really puts a a terrifying twist on uh, on what would happen should Scarecrow be allowed to spread fear toxin through a city. Um, yeah, it's just such a fun game. I love the gameplay. the The game is beautiful to look at. Flying around Gotham City is just such a fun thing to do, and driving the Batmobile like a tank. Um, yeah, it's it's just a really fun game, and I think it really wraps up a, a really well-done franchise well. Um, I have enjoyed this series since uh, the games were being published in real time, and I just kind of got that itch. So, uh, yeah, Batman Arkham mm. Knight, a really great finale um, and, uh, yeah, a really, uh, a game that is definitely worth the replay, you know, um, some games you love and they just, you know, you play it once and then it's kind of retired from you forever. And, uh, I found that Arkham Knight is one that I want to return to over and over. So, uh, that's been my most recent replay. Um, I am hoping to, uh, bust out my PS4 sometime soon and replaying the last of us games. Um, but those are pretty lofty and I'm really going to need to find some time for that. But, um, well, uh, we probably should wrap this up where we are. Uh, that should do it for today's episode, but, uh, it is always fun chatting about some of the things that we've been enjoying, uh, some of the things that we're looking forward to continuing to consume, uh, through the next several weeks. Um, any parting thoughts that you have for, for people today? Uh, you know what? Uh, these these kind of episodes are are really enjoyable for me because I feel like when you're able to enjoy media through so many different mediums um, and through so many different formats, uh, you really learn to appreciate stories in ways that you couldn't before. Uh, so I think it's just cool to be able to kind of rap about like what we're doing in several different areas of like consuming media. Uh, and for our listeners out there, if you feel like this has inspired you to take a look more into comics, video games, or movies as a whole, or just nerdy stuff like that, then, uh, well, that, you know, that makes me happy. Yeah. Experiencing stories has just been really fun. Um, yeah. And it doesn't always have to be, you know, really intense, deep, you know, moving, emotional kind of stories, you know, just experiencing things. Um, yeah. And just consuming new content has been a really fun thing as we've uh, as we've begun this podcast especially um but yeah it's it's very fun to uh to consume new things and share new things with uh with each other um and with our listeners so um yeah if you are um currently experiencing something awesome uh whether that be comic book or movie or television series or what have you um, make sure you let us know what it is because we're always down to check out new things. Um, we are super active on our Instagram page, which is at ImmortalXFriends, I believe, all one word. Um, yeah, let us know what you have been, uh, what you've been consuming lately, and we'll be sure to check it out for uh, for an upcoming episode. Um, yeah, thanks for listening today. Thanks uh, for listening. Uh, read comics. Read comics. See you later. <laughs>